0: Hi, I'm Greg MacDonald, and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold.
1: Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
2: And welcome to Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. I'm Lee Gillis.
1: I'm Doug Perry. I'm
2: Gordon Henderson. Yeah, um, this is going to (laughs) suck. I don't really know how to to build an intro to this show. I've literally sat and wrote notes and scrambled them up and threw them over my head and tried to, to rewrite the script for the show several times today to try and find one little ounce of positivity that I can bring to the show. And for those of you that are a bit of BDSM, this is going to probably be right up your street because I think that all we could talk about is brutality. Um, uh, Obviously, first of all, we can um, have a glimmer of hope because we did miss a show last week and we uh, got a 1-0 win in the Chocolate Digestive Cup. Um, against Peterhead, both teams fielded largely weak sides, but we're through to the next round, and uh, a game against Wraith Rovers beckons, but after a, a 5-0 scudding from the Suns yesterday, I absolutely dread to think what Wraith Rovers will do to us in that game, um, if they field a, a, a reasonably decent side that could end up a cricket score. But all that to come and more, but before we do that, here's a word from this week's sponsor.
0: East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for
2: every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. Thanks, as always, to the East Fife Community Football Club for their ongoing support. and um, We'll bring some new sponsors to you in the, the coming weeks. I'm just waiting on people getting back to me with what they want me to advertise. But, Gordon, you are our beacon of hope um, in this show, um, and that looked like it hurt deeply because... You were the only one else that managed to watch the game yesterday, um, which I can only apologise um, for how much we're probably going to have to come to you in this show. But, compadre Doug, he's over in Bordeaux. Um, I'll try and keep the puns to a minimum, but the whining may continue. No? Thank you. Thank you for the the petty laugh there, Doug. I'll take it. Look, it's, it's hard to, to try and, and start this bit. Just how bad was it
0: yesterday? I mean, it was bad. There's, you know, you, you support your local team or whatever, you know. There's a handful of teams in the world that, you know, win games more than they lose. You support a team like East Fife, you know you're going to see as many defeats as victories. And that's fine. You put up with that. There's very few games I've been to as an East Fife fan that were just more depressing than that. The sort of game where you know really makes you question... What the fuck am I doing this for? Um, and and I can only really remember a handful of games like that over uh, what, more than twenty years supporting his wife now, and that was one of them. You know, I I would have left at half time. Um, you know, and it, all the way through the second half, I was just thinking, oh, like when can we go? Can you not blow the whistle? Like just put us at our misery now. The weird thing is, like, and, you know, it's the sort of thing, you say, in Bovary, you say it to somebody that wasn't at the game and you'll get pelters for it. But, you know, D- Dumbarton weren't very good. You know, they were all, they were all right. You know, they, they were organised. They defended well, they worked hard and they were effective at set pieces. It wasn't like watching, you weren't watching them thinking, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's a great performance or that's a great team or, you know, it was just, they didn't have to be anything more than hardworking and organized to absolutely murder us. Um, you know, they, the, the one thing I kind of took away really, you know, well, you know, we conceded five goals from set pieces and I'm sure we'll talk about that. That's the one thing you take away. That was utterly bizarre. Never seen anything like that. But, you know, from Dumbarton's performance, the, the one thing that really stood out to me was how hard they worked and how hard they closed us down and pressed us in their half. So any time we got the ball in their half, immediately... I mean, there was times when an East 5 player would be surrounded by four or five Dumbarton players. So that that was fantastic. And that was as good a uh, sort of pressing performance as I've seen in League One. Like you, you really have to kind of applaud that. But, you know, they... they Aside from that, I don't think Dumbarton played great football. They created almost nothing from open play. But what happened was that they they closed us down well enough that we created nothing. And they scored five set pieces. Three goals from balls into the box by a free kick. Not direct free kicks, just a ball into the box from a free kick. Maybe kind of two of them, I think, out wide, one of them kind of central, and then two corners. That was it. I mean, we got absolutely scudded because we cannot defend set pieces. I mean, it was was pathetic stuff. Like, it was at the end of the game, it was 4-0. I was there with my dad. He went to the the loo. He came back up. And as he was kind of coming into the seat, I I thought about just jokingly sort of holding my hand up and being like, oh, this will be number five because the button had a corner. By the time he got to the seat, it was number five. Like, it was that level of just... Shite. Aye pathetic
2: utterly pathetic i i personally don't think we could dress this up anymore um we are woeful um we're absolutely woeful and look i know that there's players that listen to the show i know that potentially management listen to the show and i'm sorry for for how this is going to make you feel because i I know that every single one of you are, are doing the best you can with the ability you've got but this is painstaking for us like as, as much as your job and your, your time at East Fife is, is your pride and joy, and I, I totally get that, but this this is our club. This I mean, the, the, the club belongs to the fans, and for me, this this is brutal to, to watch. And I'm going to hit you with a stat. We've played 12 competitive games, including Cups, this season. We've scored 11 goals and conceded 25. And that I'm really worrying But the thing that worries me the most Is the goals we concede Are lessons that we haven't learned For years Now I'm sure that Every Tuesday, Thursday Or whenever it is that the players train That Darren goes Right boys we're going to have to do set pieces again This week because we've conceded another Fucking three goals or five goals From set pieces Now if you're coaching that Every single week and it's not getting better with a different pool of players' mind, because not not all the the, the defence, like you've got Mercer in there that's new, you've got um, Dan Higgins that's new, and these things are still happening. That worries me that that, that's a reflection of the coaching rather than the ability. Now, we know as fans that Dumbarton will have McGiever in the box. Put two men on him. You know that you've got Buchanan who is a powerhouse at the back, put two men on him. If we've got 11 men in the box, which we do tend to do, or maybe even 10, that's how we defend them. How are we conceding goal after goal after goal and lose man, lose our men? How How is that, Doug? Like how how can you even try to justify that?
1: Uh, well, it's getting, as you say, it's getting harder and harder every week to do that. Um I think I saw a stat about McGeever scored like 10 goals for Dumbarton and five have been against these five. Fuck um, okay. me. It's... I mean, we're still doing this sort of, I think, anyway, from what I've seen, we're still doing this sort of part-zonal, part-man-marking, but again, like, against Dumbarton, who you know are good from... I mean, they are good from set-pieces. They're dangerous. They've always been dangerous from set-pieces. Surely you change it for that week and you go man-to-man, and then my thing with man-to-man is you can then pinpoint who's making the error. So if yeah. if Dan Higgins is up against McGeever, McGeever scores three goals, you're going, well, you've lost him three times or, you yeah. know, or muscled you or whatever. Zonal, it's a bit, it's kind of wishy-washy. You're never getting that, that obvious kind of, as I say, that, right, this is your man, stick with him, deal with him in whatever way you can. And then, as I say, there's accountability. I just, I mean, that, it's embarrassing. mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to lose five goals from set pieces in a two month spell, let alone in one game. And it, you know the fact we went to Cove, we, we lost five goals. We've gone to Dumbarton, we've lost five. It's just it's so poor, and we're not. You know, we're not showing enough at the other end of the pitch, really, to to get away with that. And not you're going to get away with losing five goals, but you can't. It's very hard to justify this anymore. It really is, and it's where that was a really worrying result. I just I felt it was a worrying team lineup. It just it looked really weak. I mean, I don't know how we exactly set up, Gordon. You could probably fill us in with where everyone was sort of playing, but it looked four four two to me.
0: I think it, it to me it kind of looked a bit like a four two three one was simple kind of just, just a bit behind Smith. You had, um, let's say, a Bonsu slightly wide. Um, well, there's problem number one. Right?
2: Again, you've got Danny Denham on the bench, who is a winger.
0: Yeah.
2: Why? Like, look, we're not the, the Danny Denham fan club, like, you know, we've, we've raised that. It concerns him in the past. Why does he continue to shoehorn Pat into? Any position apart from the one that he plays, and yeah. even so, we, we, we see it time and time again that, that Pat isn't a, a strong enough League One player, but yet he'll do whatever he can to fit Pat into that team when you've got a winger on the bench.
0: But and but, we're, we're chatting at half time, you know, <laughs> my dad was like, All right, like, you know, what do we have to do? 2 0 down, what do we have to do? And after being like, Oh, you know, what can we do? I was like, Well. First thing off, you've got to get you've got to get Slattery off and put denim on. Or you've got what there as well. You've got to you've got to put a more attacking player in Like we are 2-0 down. If we don't score two goals minimum, we're losing this game. You have to do something. You have you know, Slattery's not giving you, you know, particularly when you're getting boxed out of everything. Slattery's not that player. He's not gonna be, you know, creating chances, getting on the end of chances. Put denim on, and at halftime we did nothing. But
1: the problem think... we've got, the problem we've got is Pat Slattery is a defensive midfielder. That's his position. He's played, like we're saying, he's played left back for a long time. You cannot have him playing left midfield. That's mental. He's got no pace and no skill. So, and that's again, it's, that's not slighting him. That's just his position. He, he's not. So at least. But then he's got a bit of drive and pace, and his defensive work we've talked about is very good. I, I, I just find I, that's that's the one when I saw the lineup, I thought, surely Slattery's not going left midfield. Putting just, Slattery
2: I, at left midfield is like asking me to be a swimmer model, right? You know, you're just trying to do something that just shouldn't ever happen. And um, you know, I've got a body that does not mean that I could be a, a swimmer model, Pat Slattery. As a footballer, doesn't mean that he has to play something that's not his position. Well, it's be-
0: insanity. Before we made any subs, we switched the wingers around. So Pat Slattery was now a right winger. And obviously Bonsu went to the left. And you're like, I mean, I've barely seen Pat Slattery use his right foot. And again, it's, you know, again, it's not, it's not to have a go at, at Pat Slattery. But you're like, is that the change? Is that the change that we needed? That Pat, Pat can start mind? for me as a defensive midfielder. Yeah.
2: Right? And if, yeah. If, and look, if, if he comes in, because he, he, you always get 100% of him. And like I've said on the show before, he plays for the shirt, and I love that about him. I do. And I, and I love him as a player. Like, you know, somebody that's been committed to us.
0: I totally respect that. Stop playing him out of position. And, I mean, he's, he's, he's um, going to be in my 3-2-1s um, because he, he put in a lot of effort yesterday. There was a time yesterday where he, he chased someone over about half the pitch. And you're like, that's good, brilliant. You know? That's because he cares. Yeah. But so playing him in his position, fine absolutely fine with that. If he's if he's playing centre mid next week, happy with that. What do you,
2: obviously his first start yesterday for his second start, sorry, but first league start for the Sia so um, not a lot of positive from what I've read, but
0: what was your insight? How did you think he played? Um he was all right. I mean, he's going to be in the three-two-one one as well. Um, it's not the highest praise ever, but I thought, um, you know, it's a bit like what we've seen from him. He, You know, he's got something. He's he's still a bit raw. Um, I thought, you know, he looked to kind of have a go at players, make something happen, make a bit of a nuisance of himself. I thought he was really the only player that at times during the game Dumbarton looked a bit worried about. Um, maybe sometimes doubling, you know try to double and up on him when he's getting it wide I thought he was alright you know lack of end product but the whole team was that yesterday you know there was nothing but I actually thought he had an alright game he's probably one of the two or three players that you can look at and say aye alright you know um, he had a you know he had a decent well he had a shot a chance shot for the edge of the box that went about 20 yards over the bar but you know um But I think that's going to be it with him. I think, you know, like a lot of players like that, sort of wide players at this level, sometimes, you know, they can look a bit of a player, but the end product just isn't there. Um,
2: In in ASEA Von interview, he came out and, you know, Stephen Mill asked him, you know, tell us a bit about yourself. What's your position? He says, box-to-box midfielder. Why are we playing him on the wing? And it's... the, the frustration for me is, is If I'm Danny Denham And I'm on that bench I would be going Absolutely Mental Mental At that and going I'm a winger You're playing wingers today Why aren't you playing me In my position Rather than A defensive midfielder Stroke left back You're putting him In the position ahead of me What does that say to you About your faith In my ability You know what I mean so That That there's a lot of questions to be asked there Personally for me um, Look, we've, the three of us um, And Michael's not on So I wouldn't have included him anyway We've been vocal Countless times About giving Darren our back in We, we said about you know That it was a good idea that he got rewarded For um, another contract I I honestly don't think I could defend him anymore I really, really don't Um that you know there's been a lot of people that have been you know calling for Darren's head for a long long time and I've I've never been that that fan to do that but I think that yesterday was the straw that, that broke the camel's back for me because I would personally say Dumbarton are a team that we need to be competing with they are a team that we are very very similar to um, now look, I know that McGeever and Buchanan are on, you know, four five hundred pounds a week there, right? I get that, but player for player, are they that much better than us,
1: Doug? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. But the more this season's unfolding, the more you start thinking that they, i guess they are. I mean, I, I, I've said it before. I think we've assembled a strong League Two squad here. And it's, it's starting to get shown up big time. Um, oh, with the young out thing, I'm, I mean, I'm still a little bit on the fence. I, f- I find that inexcusable. I'm almost wondering whether losing five set pieces makes it better in some random way, because at least it wasn't a case of, I'm guessing, we weren't torn apart left, right and centre. Um, equally, they're far enough up the
2: park... That we're filling them or giving away corners to give them that away. So I get where you're trying to set as the positive, and I appreciate that. Um, but equally, how like we've been doing this show now for a year and a half, give or take. And the one thing you in particular, Doug, have bemoaned constantly is our inability to defend set pieces. How long, and I mean, how long can you go on not doing the same thing? Like, well, the same thing's happening week after week after week after week week without being held to account for that.
1: Oh, no.
0: If if you're on the board
2: of directors watching that game yesterday, you can't be sitting going, I've got faith that one day we're going to stop conceding stupid goals from set pieces because there's nothing in the previous two years of his tenure that's going to tell you that he's going to be able to coach that out of them.
1: But I think... I think some of the board of directors have that extreme sort of black and gold tinted specs on the stuff like this. I mean, there's been comments about, you know, like the Montrose game, we were unlucky and this happened and you're like, what game are you watching? You know, like I, I thought against Montrose, they played us off the park. Yeah. Much better team, but yet there's defense. They are going, you know, we did to Peterhead what they did to us. It's like, no, that's not been the case at all. Um, if he got sacked tomorrow, I wouldn't be even remotely bothered. Not even, like, it wouldn't put me up nor down. I would not be saddened by it at all. But I, I would imagine there's no way on earth the board are going to sack him. Until, until it's probably too late. Gordon, how, how long is too late? I'm looking
2: at the league table just now. Um, we are on minus nine goal difference. Um, Four points from six games Um, The nearest team To us are Airdrie who are on five points from five games But have a game in hand You've then got Peterhead um, Who are on six points Um, Peterhead who beat Clyde yesterday Um, We've then got um, Clyde just above them On seven points Um, Above them you've got Alawa also on seven Cove on eight So, and then, obviously, apart from that, you've then got Falkirk, Dumbarton on 10, Montrose on 11, and Queen's Park on 12. I mean, already we're six points off playoffs, which was all our ambitions at the start of the, the season. That's ideally what we wanted to be. Or even fifth. I've read a lot of people saying that, you know, we need to play all our nine games. But for you, personally, I'm putting you on the spot. How long or how many more chances do you give him before going enough's enough?
0: It is a difficult question. Like, I think, um, I'm the same as you that I'm not like, you know, I've not been one of these people that's wanted reddit really darn young for ages. Um, and I'm not naturally in the kind of you know, get them out camp. I think, um, you know, yesterday was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you can't excuse it, it's terrible. Um, and, you know clearly we're bottom but the objective for this season is to stay in league 1 that's it um i i would have said that at the start of the season really i think and obviously we're still within touching distance of a few teams so just technically it's you know we're, we're not really close to the point where it's too late um, but you know i think there is there is this Tendency for clubs sometimes just to you know sit and think it could get better it could get better and then you know a bit like for for last season by the time by the time you do something you are too far behind you know we're not we're not there yet and we're not it's, we're not we're not going to get detached and we're not going to be basically relegated anytime soon um, so for me it's it's not really that I think I've I've maybe switched around to probably being in the same position as Doug where I'm like. You know, if I wake up tomorrow morning and he's resigned or we've got rid of him, not bothered. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to sleep at night thinking, "Oh God, I hope I, I hope I, I hope I get a wee message saying young has gone in the morning." Like I'm not. I'm not there. But I definitely have moved towards. it Really, wouldn't you know? Put me up nor down at all. I think
1: um, my my problem, Gordon, and which needs i mean needs really address massively is our away form now in the last two years is utterly tragic like not yeah. not bad it's horrific i'd be surprised if there's a worse team in the country in in that away form in that period of time and it's I think my problem we're getting now is it's manners of defeats going up to cove shipping five goals. I don't mind if, if I watch East Fife go away to Dunburton Put in a fine display, maybe lose 2 1 or 1 0. That's fine. That's the sort of results happen all the time in these leagues. There's nothing wrong with that. But to to get gubbed and turned over like that, it's 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 getting beyond a joke now. And it's all very well saying, you know, we've had a decent home record, and we have, absolutely. But you can't, how can you be that Jekyll and Hyde? I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what, what you know, we, we tried no. to talk about remember last year we were sort of trying to come up with reasons why the waveform might be bad due to COVID all this sort of crap it's 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 weird and baffling and I have no idea to put my finger on it but it is getting to the point now that that alone
0: that alone is enough to get them sacked It's, it's yet another issue that just hasn't been addressed hasn't been fixed now you know I I can't put my finger on it I you know I'm I'm not a football manager. I'm not a football coach. I can't come in and say exactly, you know, what are we doing wrong and what do we need to do to fix, conceding all of these stupid set-piece goals. And I don't know why our away form is worse. You know, it's not just worse. It's not just bad. It is absolutely fucking shite. I, Gordon, I don't know why. You're, you're, you're third favourite on McBookie to be the
1: next manager, so don't, don't beat yourself up too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, the, this, these problems have been apparent for so long. And exactly what you said, Lee, like, you know, we'll lose games. People will make mistakes. Managers make mistakes. Players make mistakes. But if you just make them constantly and it doesn't look like you're ever going to fix them, that's when it's a problem. And for me, the, the, you know, the young question is, you know, right now, if, if we don't do anything, if nothing changes, do I think we are going to finish 10th and get relegated? Yes. I think that now. No, it's not definite. We're we're not we're not there yet. You know, we can we we can have another couple of bad results and still turn it around. But from this point, especially after yesterday, where to me again the difference between East Life and Dumbarton, I don't think player for player they're that much better than us. Oh. I don't think they're a special team. They look like a team that is much better coached than us. And that, to me, that's the real kind of... That's, that's the problem. That's the thing. Look, I've said this before. We don't have a, a team full of
2: attacking flair, which means you need to be difficult to beat. Look at Scotland. Scotland are a prime example, right? Do we have an, an out-and-out striker that is going to bang us loads of goals? No, with Linden Dykes, right? Who, who barely hit a corner in the ass with a banjo, right? So... What Stevie Clark's made us is ugly, but gritty, determined, hard to break down and difficult to beat. You know, if you have a look at any of those sort of teams, like similar to ours that don't have an abundance of talent, the the manager or the coach finds a way to grind out results. Now, we've said for however many times, we have no plan B. And the minute we concede a goal or go 1-0 down, I have absolutely zero faith that we'll be able to, to come back into the game. And that is that's a worrying thought. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I heard um, the last time I was at a, an East Fife game in the pub after that, that we are still trying to sign players, right? And we recently offered, uh, for a lone player, £400 a week. Now, that that triggered something in my head, Right why are we leaving it so late that we're six games in, seven games in, whatever it is now, and still trying to get players? The £400 a week would have been enough to have got McGeever at the time. Probably would have been enough to have got Forster before Kelly gazumped us. Probably £400 would get you a lot of decent players in our league. Now, is that a case that we've left it so late and we've went, shit, our squad is really, really bad and now we're scrambling. So is that Darren's recruitment or is that the board not giving Darren the, like, a, a decent enough budget? Um, because from what I've heard, that we do have some budget to
0: bring some players in. So why have we left it so late? I mean, it's difficult to know. I mean, we're, we're, you know, like you say, has it just been complete sort of lack of organisation or has it been, you know, on, on the management team's half? Or has it been, a, you know, the board maybe not, not giving them resources to go and get them? It, it, that is very difficult to tell, but I think...
2: But that's Is, is that there, a lack of communication from the club? Because well, for me, if, if they're going to back Darren, they need to come out and back him and back. just say, look, Darren's working on the budget that he's got, and we... Uh, we've got a poor budget and, you know, we, we probably are going to be League Two because we can't afford to compete in League One. If they I mean- come out and say that, I'll back Darren every week, right? However, the, the silence is deafening. There's nothing going to come out and because we know that the communication from the club at times, there's not really any. Mm-hmm. They probably don't want to come out and lose face, which I understand. But equally, if, if Darren's going to be there, they need to either come out and say, because, I mean, you, you heard that in that interview with Darren recently, where it? Like, we need better players, and Doug said at the time that's a dig at the board. So it's, there's, there's a right now that as a fan, you're pointing the finger, going, "Well, which one is? Is it yeah. is it Darren? Darren's unable to bring the players that he wants to bring in, therefore he can't make us better, or is it the club um, tying his hands behind his back?
0: Well, I mean, and we don't know. You know, we don't know. I mean, Darren Young could have been chapping their door all summer saying, "You need to give me." 400 quid in the budget and we'll get McGiver, and that will address a big problem we've had and the board might have been saying no don't have it don't have it don't have it and then suddenly you know we lose all these games and the board say actually here's 400 pound a week and Dan Young smashing his head off the desk thinking the time I could have used that was two months ago That yeah. that absolutely could be the case now whether the finger is pointed at Dan Young or whether the finger is pointed at the board there's no doubt that collectively it's you know it, it's not been good enough this summer it, it hasn't now we have hit you know we have had things you know we have had rid- ridiculous things that almost never happened you know two players retiring out of the blue and that that fucks your budget, right? Because we know we talked about this. Wallace is probably one of the higher earners. I'm sure we gave McGuigan a decent wage. So suddenly we'd had that wage allocated and now it's like, well, you know, it's five minutes to kick off time and we've got this budget, but but we don't have, you know, we can't go back a month in time and sign the players that we would have if we knew this would have happened. You no, know, that 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 is not ideal. That that's you know, it's terrible in terms of trying to organize a squad, but to me there's no doubt that it hasn't been good enough this summer. Now whether yeah. whether who's to blame for that, I don't know, but collectively it's obviously not been good. Yeah. And look, I know that Darren's
2: talked a lot about the injuries that we've got, right? And obviously the the the, the situation with McGuigan and Wallace um is, is a shit one, right? but McGuigan or Wallace, both of them are on the pitch, doesn't stop us conceding five goals at Cove, doesn't stop us conceding five goals at Dunbaron. Stuart Murdoch not being in the team doesn't stop us conceding five goals at Cove, doesn't stop us conceding five goals at Dunbarton. Now, is is Murdoch an excellent defender? Yeah, he is. But he's not in the box clearing headers um, from set pieces, because if that was the case, he'd have been doing it for the two years that we've had this issue. So, I'm not really prepared to accept that as an excuse because no matter what players we've had in there, that's been an ongoing problem. Our away form, no matter what players we've had in a fully fit team, has been an ongoing problem. And I think that personally, and I've said it already, and it pains me to say it, and look at Darren. If you are listening, I'm sorry. I, I genuinely, I'm sorry. I don't want to say it, but I just, I think I've just lost confidence now. That, that, that there's people
0: there to turn that around. I mean, if could played like devil's get a wee bit with that, you're like, right, aye. You know, is Murdoch being there or not? Is that is that the difference, you know, between losing 5 now and getting a point? Of course it's no. You know, um, Chris Higgins being there isn't that difference. Davidson isn't that difference. Swanson isn't that difference. McGuigan isn't that difference. Wallace isn't that difference. But collectively, you know, and I'm not saying you know, we would have won that game at Dumbarton. But I think there is a decent argument to say, you know, how many players did I just name? One, two, three, four, five, six. There is a decent, you know, that's more than half a team. There is, you could make the argument that, I not one of those guys on their own is not going to have made that difference. But all six of them, you know, they all make that little difference and that adds up into something big. And I do have massive sympathy, you know, and I'm sure if, if Darren was on here and he could say what he wanted, he'd be making that argument. Nah, he would be punching fuck at his
2: steering wheel if he's listening to this in the car.
0: And I don't blame him. Like, I genuinely don't because if
2: I'm him, I, I know how personally he'll take it, right? You do because you live and you die as a manager by your decisions, right? And, and you know, he's out there in the front line and these players are letting him down. Now, from what I've heard, Gallagher had yet another howler um, yesterday and and look again balls coming into the box and I said it very early on when he started with us I have no faith that he'll come out and collect a cross five goals from set of pieces tells you that story you know the, the pat Brett Long out for, for similar um, and Brett Long from what I've seen is, is twice the keeper Gallagher is um, I'm just there's just a lot of decisions and sign-ins and tactical uh, situations all these things. I, like, I get fan anger now. I didn't six months ago. I didn't maybe even six weeks ago because, you know, Darren has taken us to being the best East 5 team in my lifetime. And, and you know, for, for cup wins and cup runs and wins over the Rovers and, and and making us a steady League 1 team. But that has changed massively and, you know, we, we've spoke a lot about where we belong, where we think we deserve to be as a club. And we've always, and us in particular, we've always been quite realistic in those expectations. Look, we probably aren't a, a championship team. We aren't a championship team. We're probably not a team that's going to ever challenge for League One unless there's some serious investment comes in. But we are, however, a mid-table League One team. Um, and I think that the, that is in serious, serious threat unless a change is made. Because, again, there's no plan B, there's no leadership, there's no, there's no spine, there's no, there's no faith in the fans. So the 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 fans, I think, are are majorly now turned. Um, I dread to think what Bayview is going to be like in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Because I think that, particularly if we go away to Airdrie next week and get beat, which we will because it's Airdrie and it's away from home, that, It's going to be a horrible atmosphere. And I'll tell you what, if Clyde go 1-0 up in that game, God forbid, honestly, God forbid, because Bayview can be awful when we're having a good season, never mind what it's going to be like when we're having the season that we have. And look, fans are going to start voting with their feet. And then does it become a financial decision for the club? Do they go, well, actually, the, the supporters aren't coming anymore. We're going to come into the winter months where, um, it, you know, Bayview is always fucking freezing in winter, let's be honest. And the fans will go, do I want to go down there, sit in the freezing cold, watch us getting scudded by Cove or Aloha or whoever it is that we're playing at that time? Do I want to take my kid down there? Do I want to spend a few bob at the pie stall? Will we go into the club shop? All that sort of stuff. And the answer will be an overwhelming and
1: resounding no unless things change. Yeah, I think... I, I totally agree. I, everything that's been said in the last 10 minutes, I totally agree. It's it's a really worrying time, and the board have got to either be ballsy and make that call very soon. Like, very soon. If the manner of defeat, because we're, we're all pretty convinced it's going to be that next week, um, isn't good, then when do you say enough's enough? It's got it's got to be soon. Going back to the set-pieces thing, I mean, I, I banged on about it about a year ago and we had charts getting sent to us from the management saying, actually, we're not conceding goals from set-pieces. I'm bloody watching the game and I'm watching us concede from set-pieces. It doesn't need to be the initial header. It's from the corner, from the free kick. We'll lose them all the time. It's not, I mean, how can you go... How can you go season after season after season doing exactly the same things, exactly the same faults, and never address it? Like we're saying, it could be the board issue that we're not getting the money to address it. But whether it was McGiver or another centre-half or something, or a goalie that loves to come out and collect the ball, something. You just need to try something. I mean, when did we last score from a corner? I, I We're terrible at scoring goals from corners. It's just... My, my, my big fear is... Generally, squads strengthen a little bit every year. That's the whole aim: is you get your core squad, and you add little pieces to the puzzle to strengthen it. Strengthen it from the bench, you know, so so that you've got options. You've got plenty of options. We're getting weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, and I think yeah. your guys like Ossie Bonsu is a is a panic signing. He might be all right, but he might not. And I, I you know, I, I'm guessing he's not coming up here for fifty quid a week. It's it's getting, yeah, as I say, it's it's almost impossible to put your finger on what needs to happen. But it, there's a real equal blame here for me from the board and, and the manager. And, I, I, you know, I don't know who trumps who in the blame category, but something's going bad at Bayview. Something's going bad at Bayview. It sound like something at a film. Um, but we need to resolve it because people, I mean, I, I live five minutes from Bayview. If it's freezing cold and we're bottom in the league by 10, I'll probably not bother going either.
2: no. Definitely not. I mean, I've got the season. I've got a season ticket, so you know, come hell and high water at Bayview, I'll be there. And I think in times like this, we need to support the team, and I will be behind the players a hundred percent when I'm at Bayview. If is still there, I'll be behind Dan at Bayview. You'll not hear me booing um, at Bayview because that it, it does nothing. However, this is going to sound conceited, and I don't mean it to to be, but arguably just now we are the fans with a voice because we do the, the, the show, we, we get a couple hundred listeners pretty much every week. And, um, and, you know, people are tuning in to hear our opinion. And I think that if we say anything other now than it's time for Dan to go, because we, we will lose the respect of our listeners. We'll lose um, the, the respect of the fans because there's, there's nothing there that we can defend anymore. Absolutely nothing. And, I actually had a question written down was when was the last time East Fife sacked the manager?
0: Willie Aitchison. Oh, yeah. Stephen is a manager, really.
2: Well, when was the last time that somebody that held the manager's position was sacked and it was Willie Aitchison and that wasn't the current board? Okay. So since then, we've had Gary Smith, who obviously went to Queens, Queen of the South, Barry Smith who went to the Rovers and then Darren and um, so really, this board haven't sacked a manager. And look, to be honest, they probably haven't really had to until now. But now is the time where we'll probably see what the character of the board is. Now, obviously, we're not in that room. We don't know what gets said. We don't know how the discussions go. Um, but really, from the most ardent East Five fan on that board... They do not want to see us where they are. And the question that I'm posing to them, and I'm sure you guys and all the fans are, is do you have faith that Darren is the man to turn this around? And if you do, come out and say it publicly, and I'll support them. If that's what they're saying, they, they come out and say, we think Darren's the man to turn us around, but we don't have the budget to compete in this league, and you know that's that's why we're struggling to get players, because we can't compete financially. I'll say, right, okay, that's where our issue is, and we throw our weight behind Darren, because he's is, is not going to be able to do anything to turn it around if, if we don't have the, the money to do so. But if we've got a budget there that we're able to offer one single player £400 a week and what sounds like a Hail Mary to, to try and, and, and get us some results in, that tells me that the money's been there. Darren hasn't spent it wisely. And, you know, why would they give him another £400 a week if he's not going to, you know, because, I mean, if you think about the players that he's signing this year... Apart from Miller, who in the one game that I've seen him looked really, really good, there's not nobody that he's brought in that's really impressed
1: me. No, no, you're you're, you're absolutely right. I get the impression that Daniel's are, like you know I guess we all did maybe a year ago. Uh, I genuinely think there's no way they'll sack him. I, I, I just don't think they will. I think there's a there's a it feels very it's like a cliquey sort of thing going on. I think. And you know you've got fans on the board, which we all is fantastic. It's a great thing, but I just think there's a real love affair with with Darren from the board, and I don't think they'll sack him. And and why would he walk? Because if he walks, his managerial career is in big bother. So, but, e- uh, but equally,
2: if he stays on what looks to be a sinking ship, it's in bother as well. I mean, look at what um, Gary Naismith done; won a title went up to a championship club that had really no money, lost his job, and he's had to wait, what, two years? Three years to, to get back in Edinburgh City. Um, whereas, you know, Darren's stock was high, probably even till last year. It was very, very close to getting the air job the last time it came round. Um, if I'm him, and it is the board that's tying his hands, resign and go, look, I've tried to do my best with a group of players that I was able to bring in on the money that I've got
0: and it's just not gonna work and that's it. That I mean that that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna get him a decent job after these five. I mean, he's got he's got to turn it around, you know. And I I get this, we all get this, you know. He wants to come to East Fife, he wants to do a good job here and go to a full-time team. Yeah. If you want to do that, that, you have to turn this around. There's no doubt. I mean, if you get sacked after having East Five at the bottom of the table. No one in League One in the Championship is going to knock on your door. If you walk away with East five bottom of the table, nobody's going to knock on your door. You, if from a you know from his personal point of view and his career as a manager and what he wants to do, he has to stay and turn this around. That's it. And anything else, and that's it. You know, there's there's no way you're looking at a, a League One or Championship job anytime soon. I thought.
1: But but like you say, Lee, it's where I mean, it's whether you. The club just comes, come out and say something. I know it's the whole dreaded vote of confidence thing or whatever, you know, that seems to happen all the time in football. When, when the the board come out and say, "Darren's the man of the job," and two weeks later he's sacked. But uh, the silence from the board's poor for me. It's just be honest with the fans. We're the ones paying our money. We're the ones going every week. You just want a wee bit of transparency. And I'm exactly the same as you. If the board came out and just went, look, you know, we're the results haven't been great. We know that. Uh, you know, stick with Dara. And we're, we're, you know, we've got a small budget. We're one of the lowest budgets. You don't even need to say we're, you know, the worst budget, even one of the lowest, but something, just something to make you kind of go, yeah, well, you know, fair play, right. Well, let, let's fight this relegation. And, you know, maybe you, you survived in the last day and it's, it's, it's a great feeling because you thought we're definitely doomed. And now, you know, something. They won't. They're, they're, they're too quiet with stuff like that. And I just think all that's going to do is drive a massive wedge between the fans and the board and manager. Massive wedge. And people yep. just... The, the problem you've also got to remember with COVID happening is a lot of people have found other things to do at the weekend. So the excitement of coming back to football, which we all felt is you know is amazing. And seeing, seeing crowds at games and stuff is, is brilliant. But you you would very quickly revert back to what you used to do at the weekend when you couldn't go to the football because we're not getting enough on the pitch to make it worthwhile, and we're not getting anything from the board to give us even a flicker of hope or something. And I just think that that's a that's a real worry because we've talked about it before we're we're not well supported, and yeah. it's very easy to go from not well supported to cow and beef. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Where you've got, like, a, a core of, you know, max, max a couple of hundred. And then that's where you start, that, that, that's where it gets really boring. I actually noticed that, the, the, did they not say the crowd for the Peterhead game was, like, 397?
0: Our, our average is, like, below 400. And yeah. Now, I know, like, one of the home games was maybe when we had restrictions and, you know, you didn't expect many Peterhead fans to come down, but actually our crowds have been shit so far this season and they're not going to get but any better if, you, if you're not
2: a hardcore fan like us right yeah, you know you the, 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 the core and the, the nucleus of our support like Doug says 2-300 right tops if you're a casual fan you know that's maybe going. what will do the death I'll go and watch his five or do you go I'll go and watch Kelly because they're going to
0: win every week aye I mean there's certainly nothing you know I'm um, I'm not I'm not really looking forward to next week, you know. I'm not looking forward to, I'll go because I'm an East 5 support and that's what I do, but, um, you know, I'm not looking forward to it. So somebody who is a bit more casual and picks and chooses or, you know, sits, sits to themselves on a Thursday or Friday and thinks, what what am I going to do on Saturday and here are my options? It's yeah, mental to pick an East 5 game at the moment. As an East slice, supporter
2: Well I mean Next next week To get into Airdrie You're 18 quid Oh
0: god I forgot really
2: Right it's going to be 18 pounds to watch that Then your fuel Then you've got to pay To park at the ground At Airdrie as well So if you're coming through From five, That's 40 pounds Right If you're taking any kids You're going to be An extra 10-20 quid Depending on how many Kids you're taking Plus if your kids Want food Or a programme Or all that sort of stuff You could be Close to 70-80 quid Yeah Right yeah. Now, as a dad, if if my wee one was old enough, I'd be going, well, they want to drive you through there, what a football that's going to bore you to tears, you're going to get absolutely, you're going to get absolutely cuffed, Um, the performances, you know, haven't been great, or for that 70, 80 quid, you know, do you want to go to the cinema and go out for some, some food or whatever before it and, you know, at least there's a good chance that the film might not be shy. <laughs> so, you, you know, you've, you've got, like like Doug was saying, you've got that worry now that when performances are poor, eventually it comes down to the point that it will be a financial decision for the club and whether they think that the juice is worth the squeeze or not. But
0: um,
1: I, think your, I think your problem, Lee, is that I, I think they'll, they'll be budgeting on this poor crowd, though, because we, we'll, apart from the years with the, the Rovers, you know, and you, you maybe your Falkirk or whatever, of this will come come to games, we're generally around that sort of number anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's not... It's it's like, when, you know, the, when people talked about, oh, you know, reduce the, reduce the gates for, you know, a game to a fiver or so, and, and it, it just doesn't make any financial sense because it actually yeah. doesn't make a huge difference to who goes. Yeah. And I just think I think we are we are quite a wee team now, which and maybe steadily, I don't know whether we steadily have been becoming that or whether we always have, but apart from these sort of big games with bigger clubs really coming to you and, and semi selling out their way, end, we're always getting pretty poor. I mean, I mean, I, I mentioned it last year, and I've always said if East Five went bust in terms of fans. You are probably talking about 200 hardcore who would still feel the pain of it, you know, months and years on. And that's it. And it's, it is it is worrying. And I just think the only way you get these 1,000-plus crowds is when you're winning leagues. And that's why, you, I mean, it happens all the time. Remember, Hibs got relegated to the Premier. And in the Championship, they were selling out almost every week because they're winning. And everyone likes to... You, even you know when you go down to League Two and you romp it, you're going because it's great. You're scoring goals, you're winning games all the time. When you're not, it, it's it's really difficult at that level to maintain fans' interest. It, it, it's it's and it's a problem that's age old, really. But it's I, I don't know how you resolve it. And like you say, the the cost factor, it just it just it doesn't make sense. As a appeared more than anything, really, does it? No, yeah. it, it doesn't. Look, what we're going to do now is we're going to go to our, our social media
2: feed. I'm just, and for, I mean, I know none of you guys are, are ardent Twitter users, so I'm just going to go through some of the comments that we had yesterday. So Cameron Galloway, um, at Cam underscore Galloway, one, two wins against Peterhead did nothing apart from paper over the cracks and bottom another couple of weeks. Gordon Finley uh, at Gordon Finlay, two, indefensible equals inadequate defending equals four fairly simple goals conceded must defend better to have any chance in division one, had you had to argue with that. Um I mean literally it went absolutely daft yesterday. Um at Glen 864, I've never been on the young out bandwagon, but enough is enough. Indefensible is an apt word, along with embarrassing, humiliating, insupportable, and probably more importantly, and um, what more appropriate, untenable, um, which I thought was a a pretty good point. Um Gordon Finlay again. Um, a five foot eight forward gets a free header from a set
1: please to make it five nil. Really? Um, uh, can, can I very quickly say, Lee, your previous guy is can't be from Fife if he's used the word untenable. Name, <laughs> he, he, he's no he's no Pfeiffer if he's using
2: untenable. Well, I I said indefensible. Um, oh, so you know clearly, I had a, a bit of a thesaurus on yesterday. Um, at Fifer Baz, um, we cannot defend corners or free kicks. It's headed goal after headed goal. It's basics. Don't like any manager getting sacked, but now maybe maybe the time to be honest. Dave Gatherum at g eighteen, um, Dunbar and five attempts on target, five goals. East five no attempts on target. Not for the first time this season. Time was up before the new two-year contract extension. At Barry underscore Scott thirty-eight. My concern has always be that it's taken us to about our level and maybe that, that'll prove to be the case in the long run, but I don't see how this can be justified. The two-year contract might well be the sticking point. Well, Barry, if you've listened to previous week's shows, you'll know that um, it's a maximum of a few weeks' wages, so that might not be the case. Again, one from Gordon Finlay too, and he's set out Darren's um, training for next week and um, Part one is defending a set piece. Part two is defending a set piece. And part three is defending a set piece. Again, can't argue with these. Um, then a bit of tit for tat of people attacking Scott Young. Again, stop making it personal on our social media feed. You know, the guys and tell his opinion just as much as you are. Do you agree with it? No. If you want to have a go, um, do it. Um, but don't do it on my feed. I don't like to see any fan getting attacked for their opinion. Um, so... Apart from that, um, you've got uh, Logan under uh, Logan Homer ninety six said he won't be back until he's out. Um, it's indefensible. Um, there's a lot of people saying that. Um, we've got um at D D L L forty two says that we need to wait until the nine game mark to to sack him. Scott, uh, Scott Young shockingly supporting Darren as well um, saying to give him the nine games but to be fair to Scott he did come out and say that it's not good enough and that's probably the, if you've managed to make Scott Young be negative then you know it's been a bad day at the office um, and like I say pretty much um, we then had at Emma Q nineteen eighty three, who's an Airdrie fan, saying quite a lot of people at Airdrie not keen on Murray either, but we just extended his contract, so they're stuck with him. And it looks like next week could be tasty. Well, Emma, if you're a Glory Days of Gold fan, um, you'll know that you've got a very good chance of getting three points against us next week. Um, so look, there's there's been loads of stuff. Paul Galloway at Paul Gal sixty six. The writing was on the wall last season, yet some people, including the board, were happy to defend Darren Young. What happens next? He gets a two-year contract, a reward for mediocrity, and look where we are now. Staying relegation in the face, sad times, but he has to go and go now. Um, Look, we were probably the people that would defend Darren. I personally don't think that our previous seasons have been mediocre. I think they've been probably about where we are. That's my opinion. Doug, what were you going to say?
1: The guy, you know, a few tweets ago there, That said about he took us to you know where we were and then that that's that's Darren Young's biggest problem is he's tried to get out when we've got to that level by applying for air all that sort of stuff he's tried to get out because he knows fine well we can't get we can't reach that next level with the the money available we can't it's very 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 difficult so he I think he's almost kind of trying to leave a sinking ship there because he knows that, we're, you know, he's maybe been told as well, you know, all right, budget for next year, we're going to have to cut because of COVID or whatever, which is fair enough. Again, come out and say it board and we'll be fine. But he, that that's your problem. So he, we've reached that level. And to, to sort of sneak above that level and get into playoffs or challenging, you know, win the league, that's a distant thought for sure. But you, you need way more investment. We just don't have it. And he's tried to get out, and that's that's his biggest problem now, is that how can he turn around a poor team who've got poor players? It's very, very, very difficult. And that's... he He's on a hiding to nothing now, absolutely hiding to nothing. Yeah. Um, a couple
2: more, um, in fact, maybe even one... Um, Tony Charletta at Antelone P. You see, some people called it the question for having an opinion, but results speak for themselves, surrender result and stick with the status quo. Uh, if, we, if we stick with the status quo, it will get worse. So I asked um, our listeners if they had any questions for us for this week's show. And um Glenn again has come back to us. Um, and he said, what the fuck is going on at the club? That was his question. I think we've addressed that as, as best as we can throughout the show. That I mean, obviously our answer is we don't know for sure. And um, we would quite like to see um, you know, perhaps the club come out and just let us know what, what is the case. You know, if that if there's wanting to stick with Darren, come out and, and tell us we're sticking with him, you know, if or if you know we're going to sack him, then you know, make make the call. Um, but Glenn, you know, are your guesses as good as ours is just now? Um, apart from that, there was um, somebody asked about the um, who the eight players out that Darren's mentioned in his post-match interview, um, and there's been some answers to that. And Grant Easton at Grant1903, long-term listener, so hi, Grant. Um, shambles yesterday, five set pieces and five goals. Three goals when uh, we have everyone back in the box. I don't get that. And he's also said that Gallagher looks overweight and not interested. Um, so I, I, I don't think I can comment on anybody's weight, so I'll, I'll not do that. Um, but I, I don't think there's going to be anybody there that's not interested. You know, People don't play professional football if they're not interested in it. Um, you know, I don't think it's, it's not like at Premier League level when you've got like Danny Rose and he's saying that he's only playing for the money. Um, I don't think we'll be playing people at this level Enough money that is going to make um, a huge difference to their life.
1: Um, it's the exact main reason why I support lower league football, yeah. because I know for a fact that every player play, pulling on that jersey is playing for the love of the game. They're certainly not doing it for financial gain, really. And that's my main reason for watching football at that
0: level. Yeah, you're, you're wasting your Tuesday night, your Thursday night, your Friday night, and all of your Saturday for, you know, on you no know, am- amounts of money that are not changing your life. I don't think. Any of these guys are not interested.
2: The, the last point that I want to make before Gordon, we go to your three two ones and then we try and wrap up the show as, as best as we can. And I wrote two words down and it's Ryan Wallace. And the thing that I want to to bring up about Ryan Wallace is do you wonder if he's played an absolute blinder here and saw us at that Kelly game and went, We're fucked. And just went, I'm not committing all this time and energy for what is going to be a very difficult season. And he just went,
0: Aye, I'll just go. Uh, it it could be. It's a bit I mean, after saying like, oh no, pl- nobody's playing at this level if they're no interested, it's human nature. Like if he's basically if he's if, if what's going on in his his life, and we know he lives what well, he lives through the West, through Airdrie or something. If it's a massive commitment, a massive time commitment and everything else to play for these five. But he's doing it because he loves playing football, he wants to play football. I, I guess it is, you know, it's possible if he's seen it and he's gone, This team, you know, we've we've gone down and this is gonna be a grim struggle, and I'm gonna be running about daft up front, getting nothing. You know, there, there'll come a point when you think, is it worth it? You know, should I just See a bit more of my family, give a bit more of my time to something else. Absolutely could be uh, difficult to know, but it's a bit of human nature sometimes, I think. Yeah, I, I,
2: hard to, to disagree with you. So, Gordon, um, I'm out for three, two, ones this week, but if you can bring yourself, um, who have you gone for?
0: This is probably the most difficult and most ridiculous three, two, one I've had to do. Um I've gone three points for Andrew Osea Bonsu because like I kind of said before I thought you know there was a bit of a bit of spark and a bit of effort there and nothing really came off but I thought he, he managed to look dangerous at times and that is that's enough for the three. Oh god, it's, it, it gets more difficult as you go down. Uh two I'm giving to Pat Slattery because like I said. He kinda again just put in a lot of effort. There was a he kind of closed down well at times. There was one bit in the first half where he, he kind of harassed a guy halfway across the pitch. I find that's two. One, oh, really struggling. I just gave it to Kieran Miller because I thought I couldn't really I couldn't really pinpoint that he had a bad game or a good game. Uh, that's it. I kind of give it to anyone. You kind of give it to anyone in defense after conceding five goals.
1: Just a quick question for me because obviously I wasn't there. Did the players genuinely like, look like they were hurting? Was there that kind of. Because I, I wondered a wee bit cold from the losing goals. I'm not saying they weren't bothered because no professional footballer is going to be pleased about. It. But I don't know. I just. I wonder. I wonder how happy that dressing room is. Is there, are, they, are they losing faith? Is there. That side of it, maybe, where they're not chucking it to the manager. I know that's not the case, but do you know what I mean? You, sometimes me, you just
0: think players just go oh, take another week, another bad result. To me, it kind of looked like the impression I got was just more that it was like you know expected, despondent. It's like you're just oh, like it wasn't. I, I mean, I didn't get this impression that it looked like nobody was bothered. You know, it's not like a kickabout in the park. And, you know, teams are a bit uneven and you get spanked and just like, oh, well. But it was just a bit of, you know, and and we had it in the fans. You guys have both said it. everyone that was there in the stands yesterday had it. And I'm sure the players have it now as well. You go 1-0 down and there's probably a part of them that thinks no matter how much they want it or how much they're trying, they'll just think, well, that's us. You know, you go 2-0 down at half time, And do, do they really think in their mind, we can come back for this. We can get it. You know, no matter how much a, an individual may want it, do you trust that the rest of the rest of your team can get you back into this? And for me, you'd have to be crazy. You'd have to be crazy to think that at the moment. Uh, and it looks like they don't. It looks like they're not giving up. They're not down in tools. But it does. It does seem to me that you know they know that they know they're getting beat and i you do know, not happy about it but it just seems a bit kind of but there's nothing you can do about it The, the
2: uh, question
0: that I,
2: I, I, I am genuinely concerned about and it got asked a few times on our feed is if Darren goes by where resignation or
0: um, sacked who would you bring in? I don't I don't have a name I mean I, there's, I mean, football people, football managers, football fans at this level, you know, we're all weird in some way. You put these five Fife job out, you'll have plenty of candidates for it. There's loads of people who think, I could be a football manager, I could be a good football manager, I can turn this around. And, you know, I think East Fife is a club We've probably got a good reputation, like we're saying, you know, the downside to maybe not pulling the trigger too hastily is we probably have a good reputation for giving guys time. There'll be a guy out there who think I could probably get East 5 relegated this year and they'll still stick by me and yeah. I reckon I can get them back up like Gary Naismith did. I yeah. don't think you'll be short of candidates and I think if you decide look, we think the way we are going, we think we're going to get relegated and we think we need to change manager. I don't think you can I think you have to decide based on that. You can't sit and think. You can't have a replacement lined up because the reality is you have to see who wants it, who's available, and then you have to talk to them. There there will, there will be decent candidates around. I'd almost like us, and I actually thought this last,
1: or maybe not last time, but one of the recent times, I'd almost like us to take a wee chance and go down a very highly qualified coach you know, and I know, like the Ian Cathro, uh, Austin McPhee kind of experiment, maybe didn't work for a Hearts or something like that. But I'd almost, I'd almost like us to see us try that and give it a go for someone who's, you know, just very, very highly qualified coach. Maybe he's never played at senior level or whatever. Just I don't know something different as opposed to just. I mean, like you, the thought of like a Ray McKinnon kind of guy, it just Gary Ballen it but it just makes you kind of go oh, do you know what what the hell are we doing you know regurgitating aye. the same pitch. and it's the same at any level there's there's managers down in England that just get regurgitated for years and years and, and just like they're, they'll they'll have had one good job at one club and suddenly everyone thinks they're a good manager and they keep getting jobs and keep, I, i'd almost if we're, if we're if we're getting rid of dan i would like us to go a little bit left field and try something a wee bit different
0: aye, as opposed to like you know let's get jim duffy in you know, somebody, somebody will shout at the players and give them a boot up the arse. And, you know, somebody is basically a football man. Fashion. I fucking hate that. No, no yeah. I, I, I think absolutely. I, I would not be opposed to something like that. I think there's far too much of that in football. Um, I Talked about that yesterday. You know, you get this thing of like, oh, you know, you kind of have an opinion unless you've played at X level. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, you know. There's, a lo- there's loads of, I mean, there's footballers out there that play at World Cups that talk utter shite, you know. Um, it's an advantage, but there's lots of things to consider when you're looking at these kind of things. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't mind someone like
1: that. Like, I, I always I always talked about him, and there's no way he would leave. There's a guy, a good pal of mine, uh, Stuart Milne, who's the head of football at St Andrews University. Is that, is the kind of person I'm talking about in terms of who's, like got every qualification you can imagine at coaching, very, very highly respected coach, but obviously would never leave that job, security wise. But something like that where it's it it's not a name, it's it's just it's left field, it's different, and it's someone who someone like for me for part time players as well. If you're traveling through from Glasgow, wherever on a Tuesday night, somewhere you're quite excited for the coach you know the training session with. New drills, new ideas, new something fresh, and because that's the only way you would be able to get a tune out of poorer players is to build that togetherness, to build just build something a wee bit different. But and, equally, Doug, just to to, to, to be a, the, the devil's
2: advocate, we know that the sort of personalities that footballers have. And they'll be like, What the fuck does he know? He's a, you know
0: if you've got that personality, fuck off. Like honestly, and I know I, I was just I was just going to say that the one the, the big argument always against that is like players won't respect them. And it's like if you, I mean, to me that that's ridiculous. Like, now fair enough. If 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 Darren Young gets a sack and, and I rock up as his five manager and none of the players give me respect, fair enough. Like I'm I'm not going to. Criticize you're you for now, that. you're now second favourite on <laughs> Ballsy calls. Yeah. Exactly. But, exactly. but, you know, if it's a guy who, you know, has got a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of good ideas, qualifications in it, but he just hasn't played at Scottish Championship level. If if you're a player who's sitting, well, I'm not listening to this guy, oh, get out of the club. You know, yeah. get what,
1: what you, I think, you give people what, chances. What, what I think would be ideal is if East 5 take the remarkable step and hire three dudes or four dudes from a podcast uh, who obviously talk like they can a lot, but we all know they didn't. And, you know, they're going to give us a go. We're not, by the way, I'll just say the football will be terrible, but they'll, they'll put in an effort. They'll put in a shift. That's all we can offer you. Absolutely. That, that, that is officially the glory days of gold. Putting their uh, uh, their names forward as a potential. We'll apply. If it goes, if, if, yeah. we'll apply. We'll apply.
0: I won't... I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'll I'll do it for free as well. I'm just saying that right now. I, I, won't, I, even, I won't, even take, won't even take away.
1: I'll, I want three hundred and fifty quid a week, <laughs> and I want a car. Doesn't <laughs> need to be a nice car. I just want to have Doug Perry, co-manager East Fife FC, on it. Just you know, why not? I don't want to get track to with DP on it. Double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only, way. It's the only <laughs> way. Look,
2: I'm gonna disagree respectfully we both i don't like the whole pc manager and um, data analyst side that i yeah okay I've, I've got loads of badges but i think that equally you need to you can have all the badges in the world but if you if you can't coach or manage um a team and you don't have the personality to manage a team you could have all the qualifications in the world
0: we're not, when, I mean, we're not talking about a championship manager nerd, but you mean, I mean, there's guys like, um, you know, Arsene Ars- 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 Wenger, Jose Mourinho. I mean, even you, you look at someone like Alex Ferguson, never played anywhere near, you know, the, the players he managed were all far better players than he ever was. Um, there's, there's loads of managers who never played professionally or played at a very, very low level. But are you know world class managers? I don't. I'm not talking about you know dragging some boy at his mum's basement because he's won the Champions League for the fourth time in a row with Torquay United. (laughs) (laughs) um, Just not necessarily someone that's 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 picked on the basis of who they were as a player. I think so.
2: One of the names I think will apply is Greg MacDonald, um, who obviously his, his main experience was Albin. Albion. Um, the thing that, that that would put Greg in favour with me, not that I'm advocating him for the job, I'm just purely spitballing a name, is the fact that he loves the club. So the passion will be instilled in him. I mean, he was captain last for how many years? So he would have that, you know, he would be doing it for the right reasons. Um, He's been at Partick as a coach for a long time. Um, He would probably be a a strong candidate of of some sorts. I just wanted to to, to throw that name out there, not just to you, but to our listeners. What would our listeners think? If our listeners have got any suggestions that they would like us to talk about on next week's show or even just to discuss on social media, then please, please tell us because, I mean, people keep saying to me, who should we get in? Who should we get in? Fuck the final. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just a fan as much as you guys are. Um, and, you know, it's not up to me to to, to to say who the next manager should be. You know, would I like to see Kev get brought in as an assistant manager? Absolutely. Get get him involved in the next one. And, and hopefully, if maybe if he's got somebody that's got a lot of experience alongside them, if they decide to move on at the end, then, you know, give Kev the job at the end of that. But I think it's too early for this job for him now. But really, somebody like a, a Greg McDonald, would he be the worst shout? Probably not. But really, apart from that, I'm I'm racking my brains. It's a shame that Tam Curtis went to Dundee United because I think personally he would have been a great shout. Um, and even when he applied for that, because he applied for the job, I believe, before Darren got it, I was kind of bit like, mm, well, you know, he might actually be worth a shout. Um, he's been places and done things um,
1: so it might have been I, I, I massively struggle with the thought of a Scottish team having a guy called Tam that's my only resume I mean it's like come on how Scottish can we get and our new manager is Tam McShugle. I mean it's like <laughs> that, I guess I face exactly I mean if he if he calls himself Thomas that's fine I've no problem with that give him the job but we're no having a Tam no having it no Apart from that, boys, anybody got any names you just want to throw into the
2: ring?
0: Um, well, I'd just like to say I'll, I'll do a complete 180 on everything I said before and get right behind uh, the Greg McDonald, Kevin Smith dream team based entirely on them being East Live legends. I go for that. Uh, but no, no I mean, yeah. there's nobody. I, I, I don't.
1: Greg McDonald's one of those ones where. My heart is like, oh, like that's orgasmic. The, the that's romance of that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But then the head part kind of goes, oh, what's he really done? You know, got punched from Stella Albion. But he he's, got, he's done all his
2: he's done all his badges. So that's something that you're saying that you know. No, he's he's no qualifications.
0: Uh, send over his latest save from Championship Manager. And let's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly.
1: Tell him, tell, tell him he's got to, he's got to go Wood and he's got ten years to win the Champions League, but it doesn't get simple as that. Why are we not letting him manage East Fife? <laughs> Why are we giving random no places in England? Cause, cause, cause it, have, you, have you seen East Fife's budget? It's brutal. <laughs> Darren's currently screaming. That's what I've been fucking trying to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but look um, I think that's a good way to, to wrap up the show Obviously, we do predictions for next week? yes and the other thing that we could do before we do predictions um, we'll do our let's all laugh at section and I'm going to start with this because I've been really excited by it all week and if any of you beat me I'm going to be genuinely impressed let's all laugh at that fucking William Wallace statue that's just been put in at Brecon City what the actual holy hell Is that about? And why is he mid-compies? Oh, (laughs) Uh,
1: I've not, I've not not seen it, but I know what I'll be doing when as soon as I come off there.
0: I'll wait to show you then. It's Uh, absolutely, it's it's bizarre. Even if it was Sterling Albion, you'd be like, "All right, I kind of get it." But, breaking.
1: That's weird. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll put in a wee. Let's
1: all laugh at, and I'm going to go with the Argentina Brazil game because that, that was utterly mental. I think just the polis coming on, the game kicks off and go, right, you, 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 and you, you're in the nick, pal. Game's off. It was It was almost like someone out of, it's like the equivalent of your your mum coming on and dragging you off by the ear when you were a kid because it's tea time and you're you you you're, you're missing out on your mincing tatties. I, I just thought that for such a massive game of football between two, it's just like that was
2: brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> right, hold on, Doug. Get ready to... To see this bad boy, right? The, the worst part about it is it's not actually a William Lawless statue. It's a brave statue of a completely factually incorrect film with an Australian playing a Scotsman. <laughs> oh my god. It, looks like, it, it
0: looks like something it looks like you make like a kid's made it a clay thing at school. That's just sitting outside oh, Glee Park now. You walk you walk down that wee road and that's that statue sitting. That's it.
2: I, well, I, I would love to have been on the board for this decision. Craig Levine's sitting there with his cock in his hand going,
0: ah, oh, well, you know, that Braver statue, I mean, that will fill draw the fans in. <laughs> what the fuck? I think i doing all right, though.
2: Yeah, they do, I noticed they just signed Kevin McCatty this week, the left-back that I asked us to look at months ago. The, um, only,
1: the only thing you can think of positiveness about it is that every away fan will get a picture taken with it going, freedom! That's the only thing I can think of. But I'm happy for that to win unless Gordon's come up with a beauty.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, let's all laugh at East Fife. I mean... (laughs) That's true. That's all we can do. (laughs) If you're not an East Fife fan, we're the obvious candidates in Scottish football this week. Or to be fair,
2: somebody on our Twitter (laughs) feed said, when I asked for predictions, went... Yeah, um, I think the Fife will win today and I think all five teams will win um, as Dunfermline got beat 3-1 by Ayr Rafe Rovers got beat 1-0 by Queen of the South East Fife got beat 5-0 by Dunbarton Um, Cowden Beath got beat 2-1 by Albion and Kelty drew it elgin. So it shows us what East Fife fans know about football as a square root of F-all One point
0: out of 15 Good good showing guys Well done Fife I'll
1: I'll very quickly go into full depressing mode and give my prediction for Airdre away. Yes. Um uh oh, honestly, and this is both heart and head, because I think Airdre are one of these teams where I think they'll click into gear a wee bit at some point soon and there's no better time. I'm gonna go for three 0 to Airdre. That's mine too. And I'm normally quite positive in my predictions, but I, I, as the current leader of the Pine Bolver Prediction League, by the way, uh, 3-0 to Airdrie for me. Are you are you top of that prediction league? You, you haven't
0: mentioned that.
2: Like.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to join you in 3-0 Airdrie. I, I can't see a positive result. Gordon?
0: My prediction for Airdrie away is two, and that is the number of goals we'll concede from set pieces in a 4-0 defeat. <laughs>
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> Honestly, like my heart kind of fluttered thinking,
2: oh, he's gonna be positive. No. Like genuinely, for any Rocky fans
1: out there, the, the prediction all I have to hear is Club Lang. Pain. do, 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 do <laughs> you know the worst bit? The the worst bit is I'm in Bordeaux, who've just been beat three two at home and there was a bit of a peeping going on, you know, the usual sort of because they lost a like ninety six minute penalty, but I'm now currently the most oppressed man in Bordeaux. So thanks, <laughs> guys. I really enjoyed coming on the podcast tonight.
2: Yeah, um, well, thanks to you both for for joining me as always. Towards the end, at least, we had a laugh and um, nobody b- burst into tears, which I personally think is miraculous given the circumstances. But equally, both of you have been drinking. So hopefully that's helped numb your pain as I sit here with our Pepsi Max and other brands of cola are available. Um, and that is genuinely now all for this week. As always, we try to stick to an hour and we're 90 minutes in. Um, so we're going to let you all go with a fond farewell. If you want to follow us on social media, you've listened long enough, you know where to find us. Give us a tweet on at days of Gold if you want to, or an email if you're wanting to send anything in the mailbag, glorydaysofgold at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening. I know it's probably been a very, very tough one. Um, it's not been easy to be part of, and the, the group chat was you know pretty scathing and the fact that we knew this is what we were coming into. But you know, if you do go to Airdrie next week, find it in your heart dig deep get behind the boys and who knows we, we might shock us all and get a result but thanks for listening take care and more importantly the 5
1: going to your first match is an experience you never forget the atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go wow I'd love to play here one day If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.